Hello, my FitFizz friends. I hope your 2020 has been all that you hoped it would be so far. In case you're new to the show, my name is Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. So today is a special one, and I am thrilled to say that today is the very first interview here on the show, and it's with Leroy Warner, owner of Iron Camp, and I'm super happy that he agreed to be my first guest because he's pretty easygoing, so I don't think he'll hold it against me if I fumble my way through this. (laughs) Um, So I know there's also like an art to interviewing, which I'm going to need more practice at, so please go easy on me if you hear me stumbling over my words more than usual. So as I was saying, Leroy Weiner is the owner of Iron Camp, which is located in Greenwich, Connecticut. And that is where he trains all kinds of people to get strong and to achieve their goals and even beyond their goals. And he's been living and working in the world of strength and fitness for around 20 years, I believe. He can tell us more about that, but he has a lot of knowledge and I know we see eye to eye on quite a lot of things. And one reason why I wanted to have him on is for you all to hear a new perspective on the benefits of strength training at any age or any ability level. So Leroy, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. All right, so we're just going to start off with a couple of quick, easy questions just to kind of get things going. So what is your favorite thing to drink besides water? Oh, um, can I say a brand name here? Do you have to worry about sure. like, uh, okay, I think it's uh, Kavita, right? Oh. The little, so, and this is why actually. So okay. it's like a little Kavita drinks. It's like a, like a probiotic thing. But the reason why I drink it is because it reminds me of flat soda. Oh. which is my favorite thing to drink growing up. So it's either water or that. I've never heard of that. That sounds pretty good, actually. It's is like it? a Whole Foods brand. They have like different flavors. And I get uh, the lemon ginger flavor, oh, cool. which is Coca-Cola to me. <laughs> wow, I might have to look for that myself. That sounds interesting. All right, here's another question. What does your ideal first meal of the day look like? I know you start your day super early, which we can talk about. Uh-huh. but so what does your ideal first meal of the day look like? Um, well, the first thing I have when I wake up, uh, not wake up, uh, before I go lift, are uh, some walnuts and blueberries. Okay. Yeah. And then um, the first actual meal of the day, it depends on how much time I have in between, in between clients. Yeah, I'm sure that matters a lot. What if you had a hot breakfast? Do you, are you a breakfast person? I love breakfast. Um, I just don't have time to cook it and I hate reheating it. So yeah. most of the times I have breakfast is uh, in the evening. Oh, okay. I do yeah. that a lot too. Tastes uh, good any time of day. <laughs> anytime. Anytime is breakfast time for me. Yeah. All right. So tell everyone a little bit about how you got started with all things fitness related and lifting and strength training and how that all eventually led to Iron Camp. Uh, definitely. So I started uh, weight training when I was 14 in high school, like a lot of kids that play uh, sports, uh, especially football, things like that. Um, and, uh, you know, I started my tra- strength training there in high school, took it all the way to college. 
Um, obviously, you have to stay with that, whether you're interested or not, because, you know, you really need to be strong and be, be healthy playing your sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after college, you know, I did the, the young me head thing, got all my workouts from muscle and fitness and whatever famous bodybuilder it was and followed their their workout splits. Um, and I think in 08, um, after I left Morgan Stanley, uh, well, the market crashed, um, mm-hmm. I took that year off and um, decided to get into fitness um, since I had a, you know, not, not, not an idea how to train people, but I, you know, I had an idea how to work out exercises and so on and so forth. So, and that was the only other thing I probably had a big interest in other than football. So um, I decided to, to apply at New York Sports Club in Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, I was hired there. You know, I worked my floor hours. Uh, I was able to build a really great base at New York Sports Club, which I worked there for a couple of years, I believe, or mm-hmm. maybe two and a half, three years. I worked my way up to master trainer. And when I was able to build up enough of a base, I kind of left New York Sports Club and worked out of a couple of studios in the area. And when I decided to pay them rent, I decided to pay rent on my own and open my own space. And uh, luckily, I had a, a great client base that kind of was able to move with me uh, throughout the course of my years as a trainer. That's great. That's I'm sure building that loyal client base was a huge part for that giant pivot because I know everybody's you know, all my years in corporate life, everybody would always just tell me, why don't you just go be a trainer? <laughs> like, it's not that easy. <laughs> not that easy, no. <laughs> People cancel no. and all that. Yeah. Um, so also you mentioned uh, while you were at Morgan Stanley, so tell everybody really quick. So you do have, uh, you know, you did the whole like go to college, get a corporate job thing. Do you think any of that led to the the business sense that you have now and with opening the actual gym because it, i know that's a lot harder than what most people realize yeah um and, and yes so i think there is some carryover to work it in a corporate structure and then bringing that to you know the business aspect of a gym ownership because you know it's different than being a, good, a really good personal trainer mm-hmm. um or a really good strength coach you need to have more um skills to actually run you know a business whether it be a small studio or you know a membership gym mm-hmm. so yeah i was able to utilize uh, some of the aspects in terms of team building or or, or working with um or management positions things like that or even mm-hmm. how to talk to people um who work for you and with you that you know is beneficial as you go on to uh, gym ownership yeah very cool so i also want everybody to know get a general idea about like day-to-day life and present-day Iron Camp and what you do there, maybe some of the demographics that you train and what you focus on. Tell us about Iron Camp. All right. So Iron Camp, uh, we're a strength training facility, meaning whatever your fitness goals are, you know, we, we believe that it always starts with strength. Um, and and that's what we have for, for our whole demographic. We train uh, kids from eight years old all the way to, I think my oldest member here might be 78. And, um, and, you know, everybody in between, you know, we get a lot of uh, stay at home parents, uh, have a lot of high school kids, have college kids, have athletes, um, nine to five or so is a a wide demographic of people that we have here. And the great thing about the area is that they all take fitness seriously. They they believe in the investment of being fit and healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So first and foremost, you know, we believe being fit and healthy, you know, from a, a body perspective starts with strength. Uh, so when we have our kids, we concentrate on movement patterns, um, 
And when we teach the movement patterns that we could take that all the way over to whatever we have to do once we introduce like loads where, you know, deadlifts or, you know, squats or press, things like that. So we is, is basically a place where you focus on strength and fundamentals and build our program off of that. That is awesome. And I love that you have such a wide range and I'm definitely super passionate about trying to encourage seniors and the older demographic. Like it's not too late to start strength training. It's so good for every aspect of your life. And, but I want to talk a little bit about um, some of your, the younger people that you train and the athletes and um, you know, basically how um, I don't know, in my head, I would imagine there are probably parents that have concerns or like, are they too young to be doing this strenuous of work or um, talk a little bit about the benefits of learning to do basic things young, just like the whole, you know, basic proprioception and learning about how your just body mechanics and all of that. Um, so I don't know, whatever comes to mind about training younger kids. Yep. So the, the great thing again about the area is that all the parents, you know, a large number of the parents understand the importance of strength training for children um, especially ones that play sports or even those kids who aren't serious in sports, they understand the importance of getting the movement, uh, getting them moving and, and getting stronger just from a life perspective. Um, so when we have our kids that play sport, we don't really uh, specify what they do for their sport is really just basic general movement and strength patterns. And we take that and, you know, as they get older, we'll introduce other stuff. So to keep it basic, like instead of a, a, um, a deadlift, we'll, we'll hinge or pick up a ball, uh, but instead of a front squat uh, with the barbell, we'll hold a, uh, you know, a, a ball or something like something that they gets used to hinging, getting to a fish, efficient knee bend, uh, being able to maintain position, overhead pressing, things like that. Super basic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the kids, you know, they, they move very well, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because they don't have all those years of getting jammed up and banged up. Yeah. And and since they're able to move well, you know, we could teach them efficient movement patterns that they could carry on as they get older. Um, so I, you know, I had kids that I started training in, you know, seventh grade and, you know, now they're, or eighth grade, and now they're in college and, you know, and developing that base was so important to, doing the things that we could do to get them stronger as they got older, mm-hmm. became older young adults. I think that's really cool because I didn't mention this earlier, but I have no Leroy from social media. And I was trying to think of when we first fo- started following each other, I, probably around 2011 or 12 on Twitter, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I do remember seeing um, some of your clients way back then. And now when I see them on social media, part of me is like, oh, go. Like, cause I, <laughs> I have seen them grown and progress over this many years too. So it is cool to see that. Um, and if anybody, well, you can tell us right now uh, your social media handles if anybody wants to follow you too. Yep. Uh, so on Twitter and Instagram, um, probably a little more active on Instagram, it is Leroy Warner, or sorry, at Leroy Warner. Um, the gym page is at The Iron Camp um, on all social media platforms. Super awesome. simple. Awesome. So, and what I like about the things that you post to Leroy that I just want to say this for everybody listening is you'll, you know, I've complained before about some of the stuff that you see on social media that's just ridiculous. But if you follow Leroy, you will see, like he was saying, you know, basic things, pick up a simple 
a, a dumbbell or a kettlebell and it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be like balancing on a BOSU and a resistance ball and you've got a barbell and this and that and like basic stuff. So is going to get people so far, especially yeah. if you don't consider yourself an athlete or a super advanced lifter. So it's important to know that. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. And, and, you know, I think, the, the good thing about social media is that, you know, you can see a lot of things and be able to, you know, share content, you know, but, you know, you get a lot of, uh, you know, athletes and things like that, too. And, you know, general works for a large percentage of the population, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're like an elite level athlete, which is probably like 2% of us, yeah. you know, basic is going to go a super long way. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so important for people to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I think this next question, you'll, you'll know where I'm headed with this. Cause we tend to think we tend to be on the same page with a lot of stuff. So let's say I'm someone who just came to iron camp and I decided I wanted to train there. Let's say I'm about 45 years old, maybe do some yoga once or twice a month. And I come to you and say, okay, I'm ready to start training. I just want to tone up and get rid of this underarm jiggle. So I know this is a common thing that most trainers hear, but what, what do you say to this person who is in that mindset when they come to you? Um, well, first, you know, we tell them we don't use that T word in Iron Camp. Um, <laughs> there's no such thing as tone. Uh, it's, a, it's a marketing word, which they've used very well. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, tone is not a thing. And I, and I always tell them, you know, especially when they come in here, you come in here, you come in here to get stronger. You know, you change your body with the food you put in your mouth. Um, we could, we could get you strong. We could, we could build the muscle, but you know, if you don't do the things you need to do, you know, from a nutrition perspective, you won't see those changes that you want. But mm-hmm. you know, the, the fact that one year you're, you're taking that, that big friend, that's a big first step coming in from, and I get those too, who, um, you know, yoga classes and, you know, that big step is like, you know, I want to get into the strength training. I wouldn't change my body. I've been doing X amount of things for X amount of years. I'm not happy with how it looked. And then mm-hmm. once they introduce the strength training, you know, they, they get where they need to go, you know, cause they, and then again, like, and I was probably the third time I mentioned this, the area that I'm at, you know, the, the nutrition, the, everybody eats in a way that is great for them. You know, I don't have to worry about, um, you know, so much restricting food is mm-hmm. usually eat more protein. Yeah. And that's usually and you know, from my demographic particular in terms of um, you know, most of the people that I train is is eat more protein. <laughs> yeah. Eat more food. And then and then they see the changes. And then once they see the changes and and they realize they're not gonna hurt themselves with weight, then you know, those are the ones that get in and they'll make those big progress. Yeah, and that that can be hard. It, you know, as simple as it is to say to eat more mm-hmm. protein, it can be very hard for people who just I don't know. It, I think it's sometimes it just has to be said at the, you know, like yeah. all, all things in the universe aligned for it to finally make sense mm-hmm. is like, oh my gosh, you are right. And even knowing is a big thing, right? Because if you don't know, you don't know. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, um, and anytime, you know, I'll have them, you know, say, listen, take me through a day. To, what did you eat today? Right. And they'll, and they'll go through the list of things that, you know, they ate and, you know, you do like a rough estimate calculation of whatever the macros would be. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them realize that they just don't get enough protein. Yeah. you know, throughout the course of the day. And, and you, once you kind of see something written or you say it out loud and that's when it kind of clicks like, Oh wow. I'm, I probably yeah. need more protein. Yeah. And do you encourage clients to track their food or do you not really get that concrete into that detail? It depends. Level? 
Yeah, okay. it depends on the client. Um, a lot of them, you know, it, it, and again, like the, the demographic is a big thing, but like a lot of them have a good idea of how to structure a meal, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I have a large population. They just don't eat a lot of meat and things like that. So it's just, you know, keeping them mindful of, of um, with every meal, just trying to get some protein in there. Mm-hmm. And th- that's usually that first big step. And and even with that, I mean, that's an extra 25 to 30 extra grams of protein they're going to get a day, right? Yeah. Just being mindful of the stonos and meals. So I don't, um, a lot of them, I don't really need to do like a hard, like, you know, these are your macros, or this is your meal plan. A lot of it is just making those suggestions in it, and they're usually good to go. Cool. So that should be encouraging for anybody listening that you're not going to have to take out two hours of your day to write everything down or, you know, <laughs> it doesn't even take that long, but yeah. Um, so th- maybe this is too much of like what you were just saying, but, but the next question I wanted to ask you are, what are some of the biggest ways that you think people go wrong when it comes to training or nutrition and uh, what do you think they need to be doing instead? Um, so I found just based on the people I train and this, and this, and this is going to be separate from, and this is actually really separate from men and women. Um, so with the, the guys that I get, um, you know, with them, it's just pacing them, right? Cause a lot of guys in terms of like, oh, I want to go heavy, I want to lift these weights, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's like, okay, let's let's not go as heavy. Let's concentrate more volume. Let's concentrate more movement stuff and kind of bringing them back to square one. Um, because a lot of times we develop bad moving patterns because we haven't done the right things to maintain proper form, right? Yeah. Um, for the women demographic I have is really getting them comfortable with moving heavier weight. Mm-hmm. or just adequate weight or, or just changing their definition of heavy. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give them a different uh, exercise. And so like, if you do this 20 times, you can't call it heavy. You call it challenging. You can say it's difficult, sure. but nothing you do 20 times is heavy. Now you start doing yeah. it two or three times and obviously that's way different, but 20 times that heavy. So it's just changing that vernacular and how, you know, they really identify what's what. And, um, and it's the same thing with nutrition. It's just once you change your relationship, or the words you use to describe food, your relationship changes, right? So I try mm-hmm. to get them out the habit of saying, this is a bad food, this is a good, you know, this is bad, this is good in terms of food, right? Yes. What, I, what I tell them here is no such thing as good and bad food. There's good and bad decisions when it comes to food, right? But the yeah. food itself, you know, and then obviously if you have allergens or, you know, that's, that's different, but generally speaking, um, you know, one donut won't get you fat, just like one salad won't make you healthy. Yeah, twenty-five donuts may get you fat, right? <laughs> that may not be a good idea. Yeah. Um, you know, increasing fiber will get you healthier, right? But mm-hmm. it, you know, one thing won't get you fat or healthy. So I try to get them out the habit of saying good or bad food, and that's usually a win too. That also made me think of another question that I wanted to ask you. I didn't even write this one down, but way back months ago, when I first asked you to be on the show, I was like, "This is what I'm going to ask you to talk about." Is and you know. Is the difference between training and working out and getting exercise, and I have found as I record my different episodes, I'm very, I, I generally tend to turn to the word exercise because I'm pretty sure that most of the people listening are not on a training program. But right. tell everybody a little bit about the difference between those things. So a lot of people exercise, right? And, and my definition of well, the difference, the difference between exercise and training for me, at least, is um, I think training has a goal, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm doing A, B, and C to get to D. 
And that's what training is. Um, exercising is a little more random. And that's great for some people if that's your interest, right? You know, some people just want to move. Some people just want to, you know, do things that's fun, classes, things like that. And that's great. Um, but I feel, and, you know, what we do here is you won't hit goals that you really want to hit mm-hmm. unless you have a plan to hit them or else you're just wishing at that point. Yes. I think that's the biggest thing. What would you say to people who are listening who are like, oh my gosh, I've never thought of it that way. I guess maybe do I need a training program? Yeah. Um, you know, it, and even though there's a lot of noise on social media, you know, a lot of times just like a simple research and what you put into Google search will help out a lot, you know, just putting train, like if you're brand new to fitness, you know, just like Googling training program, you know, and, and again, like a lot of programs that you find, you know, if you work, the program will work for you for the most part, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're new to fitness, you're new to training. Um, just having some kind of structure always works and structure is always better than random. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you could find something structured that you could stick to for eight weeks, 12 weeks, you know, that's that's when you'll get you know, will you reach goals? If you're bouncing around, no matter what the program is, every two or three weeks changing things up, um, you may not get the goals you want or the results that you want to get. Yeah. I think that's really good for people to hear. All right. So tell me a little bit, this again, kind of overlaps with things you already said, but tell me a little bit about the times where you've had clients who are not athletes and they were hesitant to start strength training or truly lifting heavy, but then they saw how much it changed their bodies in positive ways. And um, what are some of your observations around that? Um, yeah, actually. So today I had a, a client um, hit a, a big one rep max on her, her deadlift. Um, awesome. And this is a client that I, I had been training for a very long time. And initially, she, you know, she was an instructor. She instructed bar, spin, things like that, and worked out, but was never big into strength training. Mm-hmm. And, you know, watching what and once we she realized that, OK, lifting a little bit heavier is not going to hurt me. You know, again, and this is going to be relative to if you have somebody that's training you, if they're teaching you good movement patterns, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't get hurt in the gym getting stronger. You know, we, we talk about sports specific stuff. that might be different in terms of like powerlifting and stuff like that. But generally speaking, you won't get hurt in the gym if you're doing what you need to do. So you know, watching her progress and then get stronger and then, you know, liking that, oh my God, this feels good. I like getting stronger. I like how this feels. And then her body changing with the diet, introducing more meat, you know, just seeing that kind of progression is always great for me. Like, you know, I, like I have, I have a lot of guys that are great, but for me, especially in the area that I'm at, you know, it's always great when people find strength mm-hmm. and start to enjoy the results that they get from it. Yeah. Definitely. And it's the the way that you just described that client. And, you know, you said, I think you said she had past experience training group fitness and things like Mm -hmm. that. It sounds a lot like me up until I started training, strength training seriously, like for real and actually knew what I was doing in in, in like, like my middle, mid twenties, I think it was. But yeah, it was just like, this whole new world open there's no turning back <laughs> yeah and it's different i mean you could get away with a lot of stuff when you're in your 20s as you <laughs> as you get north you can't yeah. get away with as much <laughs> yeah i don't know how i survived on basically nachos and macaroni and cheese in <laughs> all of my 20s <laughs> like i don't know how i even survived on that little protein <laughs> it goes south really fast as you yeah <laughs> yeah 
All right. Um, so let's talk again a little. I want to hear your thoughts on basically my question is what is something in the fitness industry that you think desperately needs to change or just go away forever in terms of like all the garbagey gimmicks and things that we see out there? Uh, so, and this is funny. And I used to, I used to see a lot of things on social media in terms of like gimmicks and, and uh, you know, like BS, you know, things. And mm-hmm. I used to get frustrated looking at it, but you know, at a certain point, we need better consumers, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think people should take their health and fitness serious and as serious as we take a lot of other things that we would properly vet or kind of research before we jump into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that would help along with, because, you know, whatever, charlatans are going to charlatan, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. They, those people are going to always exist no matter whether it's fitness, nutrition, taxes, whatever, you know, those people are going to exist in anywhere. Um, but in this particular area, you know, we just have to be smarter consumers into, you know, and, and a lot of it's just like simple common sense stuff. Like, you know, mm-hmm. um, where, whether it's detox teas or, you know, this new <laughs> fat fitness thing or, you know, like what work has worked for a long time, it will probably always work um, yeah. in terms of, you know, and for general population for training and nutrition and you know you have to be wary of new things or just things being marketed to you generally yeah definitely i like how you said that we need smarter consumers because people invest so much money in things that don't work but i think if they would stop and ask themselves does this sound too good to be true <laughs> yeah that listen yeah i mean you know there's a, a post something a while ago it was like uh you know men hate getting lied to unless this exercise program says going to build 15 pounds of muscle in four <laughs> weeks. That we're all on it. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, yeah, a lot of people do tend to, they, I think a lot of people will, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, justify that it is real in their head mm-hmm. in order to justify purchasing it and yep. without using the common sense that we know they have. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so also coming back to Iron Camp again, um, what do you see for the future of Iron Camp? Are there any new plans in the works that you can share or? What um, so yeah, we're, we're always looking to grow, right? And that, and that's always the, the goal, um, here at Iron Camp is, you know, get a bigger base, you know, trying to, to share as much knowledge of fitness strength as possible and, um, you know, just touching more people. This is what we want to do. Just grow, right? Um, get yeah. a message of strength out there and become bigger and bigger and bigger. Awesome. Um, okay. Another thing that I can't forget is <laughs> I want everybody to know about your awesome ebook that they can buy on your website and download called Badass 2.0. So tell us about that. So awesome looking ebook, FYI. Uh, <laughs> Thank so, you. Uh, I designed it. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so the, the badass program is, um, is a posterior strength program. Um, and this is, uh, how it came around to this. So building glutes and posterior is kind of like, if I had like a, a, um, forte, a course like that, that's what, that's what we do here. You'll get a better butt in Iron Camp easily. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and how it came about that is, uh, so as I got into training as a personal trainer, you know, I, you know, I was kind of, um. I was a, a NASM CBT, so NASM certified 
and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of got a lot of knowledge from there and some of the stuff I did in football and Reddit, things like that. And I came across a powerlifters page and um, the Brandon Lilly and I saw his cute method. Right. Mm-hmm. So I read it. It's like, oh, it's interesting. And then I saw that he got a lot of things from Westside Barbell. I was like, oh, this is cool. So I kind of dove right into Westside Barbell. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned a lot of stuff, you know, became Westside Barbell certified. Um, and he was really, Louis was really big on building posterior strength and how that carries over to athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I, you know, I structured a lot of things around there as I was a younger trainer. And as you grow and learn, um, you know, you add, you pull, you subtract, and you work with, you can do what works for you. Um, but what I did find, there were a lot of similarities um, between posterior training for athletes and sports and posterior training for what a lot of people want is better glutes and hamstring and legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of carryover with that. And we found that a lot of things that we did for both were kind of similar. You know, the, the reps may change. Um, the exercise has changed a bit, but the movement patterns are similar, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, all right, so how can I build a program that um, people would be interested in, yeah. right? Um, because posterior strength training program does not sound fun. <laughs> to um, some people. Yeah. To some people. To others it may, but to but a lot yeah. of people it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, all right, well, we, call it a, you're, you're, we could call this a glute program, and, and you will build better glutes, but it's basically – posterior strength training is a way I could kind of get that, you know, or transition that, you know, strength training into, you know, the general population. So people aren't scared of doing these movements and things mm-hmm. like that. So we, we broke it up into the first portion is building hypertrophy. Um, and then we carry over to the strength portion, but still staying within those same movement patterns. Awesome. So I don't know if everyone caught that a, little, a couple of minutes ago. I, I actually, well, you know, I'm, most of you know, I think I have come from a graphic design background. So I designed Leroy's ebook, but not only that, I've also done it and I plan to do it again. Um, and now that I've gained a lot of strength and, you know, I can put a lot more oomph into it. Um, <laughs> but it was great. And, you know, just from the designer standpoint, you know, I saw all the content and, you know, from personal trainer standpoint, it all made sense to me as I was making it look pretty on the page but man when I did it in the gym it was a whole different story it was like oh wow okay now I see like oh I didn't realize this was going to be so hard after this (laughs) but it's so great and he it's what's awesome too is that you have video examples so people buy the ebook download it you can you know take it to the gym, do it on your phone. You can do a lot of the stuff at home, even if you don't have equipment. He gives you variations for depending on what equipment you have available or don't have available, which is super awesome. So it's flexible for all kinds of people and whatever you have there. It's for every ability level. I really want to stress that too. And I know you've had, you've had some pretty amazing people try it, you know, people who are super advanced in training and you've had new people try it as well and it's it yep. works for everybody yeah i mean that was important when I, I ran the demo program before i put it out is to have you know every um gym every type of gym person try it out to get the feedback from them so i have you know people who you know never really worked out as much trainers and everywhere in between that way to kind of get a gauge of um making it simple enough for everybody but challenging enough for people who who you know do workout routinely yeah, which is so great. So anyone, 
I, rec- I recommend it to anyone, whatever your ability level is. And um, like I was saying to if you're not sure of what the exercises are, there's a video link for each exercise that he will demonstrate for you as part of the book. So tell people where they can get that if they want it. So you can go to the gym website, theironcamp.com uh, backslash store, and you can download it right from our store website. Awesome. And do you have anything else you want to share before we go? That you can think um, of? Hmm. Just eat your protein. Eat your protein. <laughs> eat your protein. Do your butt stuff. <laughs> yeah. That, that should be the that should be the, the, the tagline. Eat your protein, do your butt stuff. There you go. Strong butt, healthy back, healthy back, healthy life. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. All right. I love it. Thank you so much, Leroy. Thank you Thank so you much for, for the me. interview. And um hope to have you on again and you know once I can grow the show a little bit more and we can really dive into maybe like a really specific strength topic in some kind of way awesome this is fun good I'm glad you had a good time thank you everybody for listening and until next time breathe stay strong and always celebrate victory celebrate victory